why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Patrick down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Random Morales. The biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. It is another Tuesday evening. Tuesday, January 17th, 2023, as we sit here and record for you another edition of The Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco, at Greg DeMarco44 on Twitter. The guy whose voice you haven't heard yet, which normally by now, there's been a reason for him to chime in, or we've had some like pre-show recording stuff where you heard his name. None of that today, but he is with us as always. He is the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. He is on Twitter at... I need to like take a breath before I do it because you know it's very important that we do it right. It's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Now there's no I in wrestling. I acknowledge this. There, I, I, I wait a minute. I want to. I want to acknowledge it properly. Acknowledge me. There's no I in wrestling. But there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick, and there is one in Friend, for the best friend, for the wrestling Realist, for the Patrick. Patrick, go down. Acknowledge me. Uh, you forgot number one chair shot villain. Because I never prescribed to that to begin with. That's true. It's, I, it's really only on bandwagon nerds. So there's that. And when was the last time that even I'm came definitely. Out? On bandwagon nerds uh this past week on Did bandwagon it. nerds so just real quick tell me you haven't listened to bandwagon nerds this yet without telling me i haven't, haven't especially with yesterday being a holiday definitely haven't listened yet so i mean for your holiday listening you could have you could have gone back to the 70s where you were barely alive <laughs> exactly something i don't remember <laughs> at all that's good yeah and you I've do because like syndication existed two, on two all television of. shows oh stop yes it. and as a kid um, I loved the two sh- the two syndicated shows. No, I guess there's at least three. I don't know. And this is going to be one of your 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 weeks. Um, I definitely watched a lot of Happy Days. Yeah. I definitely watched a lot of not a lot as much as Happy Days, but but it would go Happy Days, Welcome Back, Cotter, which I discovered later yep. than Happy Days. But man, did I like that! And even some WKRP in Cincinnati. Ah, Those the turkey. The turkey episode is one of the greatest episodes of television of all time. Turkey drop. You, you would think every so. Thanksgiving. You, I. It's 
funny, funny shit. No, I agree. I, um, I yes, the cop. The, the comedy, the comedy episode of of the seventies project, which will be at the end, because God knows it's tough to get a bunch of nerds to not talk forever on comedy. Um, right, that makes sense. On the bright side, on the bright side, the tastes are very, very similar, so I, we get a lot of repeats. So it does it does make the list go by quickly. This week was like our hodgepodge episode, so right. it was like basically stuff that didn't fit into a category. So. Um, it's also probably the one area where the rules got bent a little bit more than others because we made some arguments. We, uh, you know, there's some shows that were like huge in the seventies, but were like multi-decade shows like by number one. So there you go. Things you got to consider. So listen to that kids. If you haven't yet, when you feel like some pop culture stuff, like when you want to talk wrestling, you stay here on the DeMarco you show do. and we're going to give you the real, we're going to give you the real deal. the, the the honest takes that you don't get on other wrestling programs. Yes. The the unpopular opinions. We're gonna have some of, we are, of we are professional wrestling. Some. That's for sure. So so give that a listen. You can find out what show was Patrick O'Dowd's number one by listening to this week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds right here on the Chairshot Radio Network, which is a part of thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head this show also streams on all of your favorite podcasting platforms like itunes spotify iheart google play and so many more so like subscribe leave us a five-star review tell a friend do all that good stuff because that's what this is about so we can continue to entertain you week in and week out before we go further into the show i want to go last week so of course last week we were um Talking about all the Vince McMahon stuff, and then, of course, as soon as we go off the air, the news breaks, news at the time, rumors with a Z, news with a Z, uh, whatever, uh, that they were sold to the Saudis, that Vince McMahon sold the company to the Saudis. And for the night, everyone went crazy. For the morning, everyone went crazy for different reasons. But one of the things, of course, this ended up to not, not being true. Um. One of the big things that came out of this was a heavy dose of criticism towards our good friends who do the wrestling news with a Z. And I wanted to open up by talking about that because, as you all know, we have no problem criticizing the wrestling news. I mean, Patrick O'Dowd has a segment that we bust out when necessary about the bullshit wrestling news of the week. There's just so many things that we do and talk about with wrestling news. And there is plenty of opportunity to slam wrestling news. Right? Does, does, does all of this sound accurate, Patrick O'Dowd? Oh, it's 100% accurate. We, we've gone off on it many, many, many times. Generally, it's well-founded when we do it. When we do it, yes. But as you and, and people, you know, I'm a Dave Meltzer hater, right? He has me blocked on Twitter. Um, I hate Sean Rossap. I hate everybody. As I often do, do more often than anybody realizes, defended wrestling news on this and, and want to wrap that up today. Because here's the sentiment that I've heard. <clears throat> I've heard that the issues with the Saudi Arabian news and how it was so widespread last Tuesday night uh, was all the fault of wrestling news. And I'm here to tell you that it's not the fault of wrestling news. 
It started with Brian Alvarez being like, oh my God, I'm hearing something horrible. Denise Salcedo, oh my God, I'm hearing something horrible. And and sort of setting the table. Then Steve Muehlhausen, who, who works for DAZN, tweets about um, that he heard that the company had been sold to Saudi Arabia. And, and you know, the the whatever it's called, the, the Saudi investment fund, uh, was going to buy WWE. The deal was set and blah, blah, blah. And everybody lost lost their minds. That turned out to be not true, and it was apparently all these wrestling news sites because they didn't tell you it was garbage. They didn't tell you it was BS. Now, here's what they did, and I retweeted them, but it's like a week ago, so it's going to be buried somewhere. But um, Raj Geary from Wrestling Inc. said, I haven't heard this. I, I don't know if it's true. Sean Ross Sapp, I'm trying to find out. I have, No one can tell me if it's true. I'm asking everybody I can. No one knows if this is true. And they got criticized for this. They got criticized because they didn't tell you it was bullshit. Because they didn't tell you that it wasn't true. Because common sense, according to all of the brilliant podcasters out there, tell you know means that that there's no way this could be true because WWE just hired a firm to 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 look into this, to look into the sale of the company. WWE just brought back Vince McMahon. In, in, you know, th- that day and the days prior, not that it brought him back, but Vince put himself back on the board to for a sale. This, remember, this is when Stephanie resigned. This is when all this stuff happened. And so it was, obviously it's impossible that the Saudis could, could have possibly done this. So every wrestling news site should have told you that it was bullshit. Do you, first of all, let me stop there. Thoughts. Patrick, go down. Well, Thought it's it's a fascinating little exercise because in, in a rare moment of actual journalism, these guys got criticized for being journalists and trying to source a rumor. Like, like, like they were trying to source a rumor. That that's it. Yeah. Like, like, and regardless of whether it's you know patently ridiculous or not, um. Uh, the way they responded is is very typical. I'm on a I'm on a sports insider website. Okay. Uh, for this the is University actually where I wanted to go. I'm glad you're doing this. The 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 University of Illinois does recruiting news, does mm-hmm. all this stuff, follows coaching changes, people leaving the program, stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite reporters of all time. You never heard of him, a guy named Jeremy Warner, uh, because he does University of Illinois athletics. He won't print anything, anything that is in any level, way, shape, or form, a rumor that he can't confirm without, with you know, as fact. Like, he will not do it one way or the other. He will, if there is a rumor out there, like a player has left the program, and, and this is, actually, this works really well, because uh, Illinois basketball lost a point guard, a kid named Sky Clark, uh, Rumor comes out that he has packed his shit and has left the program and gone away. Everybody everywhere, like the, I can't, somebody broke it on Twitter and the site is blowing up asking Jeremy and his reporters, what's going on with this? What's the, why won't you tell us what's true? Why won't you say anything? And he's like, I'm not going to put something out there in writing until I have something sourced from people within the program with within my sources 
If I can't do that, I will, that will say things like, I'm hearing this too. We are trying to get it sourced. Literally was one of the things that was in there about this guy's departure. Sean Rossap and Raj Giri, right? Was Sean? Yes. Is that the one that you said? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sean Rossap and, and Raj Giri just did exactly what I see, what people would argue was a credible reporter do in order to protect his reputation and not put out something reckless. Like that's what he did one way or the other. That's all they did. So to fault them for that is a little nuts to me. Yeah. I'll even use an example that, that is, is probably easier for people to find. I listen to the Pat McAfee show. Yep. Most days, not every day, but Ian Rappaport has, has gained even more fame because he's on the Pat McAfee show multiple times a week talking about NFL reports. And they'll ask him something about something they've heard. Maybe it's reported online, maybe whatever. And his response when, if it's not a thing at the time, he'll say, I have not heard that. I heard that, but I couldn't confirm that. The same exact thing. You never hear Ian Rappaport go, oh, that's obviously bullshit. He doesn't. And neither did Sean Rossap, neither Rod Geary. And here's why, okay? Because... Say that Sean Rossap and Raj Geary or Ian Rappaport for NFL Report come out and say, this is not true, it's bullshit. And then it comes true. Then what happens? Then what does everybody say to them? You're garbage, you don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Like, like it's all going to spew negative there too. So they're not going to outright say it's garbage because they don't know it's garbage. They just can't confirm it. They also, right. you know, it's like, I can neither confirm nor deny that. That's what that is. Because they also had no reason. They weren't told it wasn't true. They were just told that people can't confirm it. So, and, and what's really weird is that there's a lot of criticism saying that it came from a Reddit user. And yeah, a Reddit user posted it. It also came from backstage at NXT. So it's not like, and, and that's where... I believe the reports that, that actually came out started with people backstage at NXT. And and so I don't think that it can be as as garbage as people think. And and a lot of the you know, everyone's brilliant online, everybody's brilliant on a podcast, everybody's brilliant on a website, telling us that you can't buy a company in a day, you can't do all of this stuff in a day, whatever. Okay. When was Vince McMahon? When did Vince McMahon retire? Oh, gosh. Uh, March? July. Close. July? Uh, yeah, July. Felt like longer. Like two weeks before SummerSlam, and SummerSlam was the end of July. So mid-July, hmm. I don't know the exact date, is when he retired and stepped down and announced his retirement, which is when you realize it was a retirement, it's even better that he's back now. Um, better in a better right. way, not a good way. And so it's not, so if, if the that report had been true, it didn't start the day before. It started in July, okay? Because everything, all the all the statements that Vince released, everything talked about lawyers and agencies that he worked with and firms. That stuff doesn't happen overnight. He started working on this probably the day after or the week after because he didn't want to be ousted. He didn't want to be gone. So if that were to turn out to be true, it would be because they had been working on it for six months, and all he had to do was elect himself to the board to to make it happen. It's just how it's like how all these NFL deals will happen the first day of the league year, even though that's the first day you can even talk to people 
And now they say that there's the, the, the quote unquote tampering period where you can talk to them like the day before. They're just doing that because they know it's happening and people always ask questions. Well, how is all this stuff possible when you couldn't even talk to the players today? Because they've been talking to players all along. Like that's what happens. So or or the in, or the intermediary to the play. Yeah, right. exactly. So it's like it's agents agents are agents possible. for a reason. So it could have been true in that sense, in that regard. It's not impossible right. as everybody wants you to believe. But it's happening because we hate wrestling news. Just like right. when an AEW fan sits down to watch Raw, it's the worst show they've ever seen before the opening segment because they right. hate it. Wrestling news was wrong and horrible before any of this happened because it's wrestling news. That's what happened here. And, and that's where we are. And that's why we are where we are. For me, like I, I, I think they handled it the right way. I really do. I have no problem criticizing the things they do when they deserve criticism, but I have no problem praising them when they deserve praise. Right. Yeah, I think um, it's just such low-hanging fruit, right? Like, that's that's why it happens the way it did. And I think yeah. that uncertain times in the business breed this sort of stuff, too. Like, this is a result of kind of the stuff we talked about last week. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. Massive This theory. is what we're scared of. This is what we're scared of, so... You kind of speak it into you try to you almost speak it into existence um when you do that. So yeah. Nobody knows what's gonna happen until it happens. It's really my theory at this point. Now there were other websites that ran with it. They did. And, and right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. But it, it and, and we talked about this and I didn't even plan on talking about this today, but I sent you the the rumors that were posted and and it and, and I'll read it. It says on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer said he thinks it will be Bray Wyatt versus Uncle Howdy at WrestleMania 39. He speculates that one reason for that for that is because top guys in quotes don't want to work with Bray. Someone will report that as WrestleMania match set, and WWE talent doesn't want to work with Bray Wyatt. When literally he thinks it will be Bray Wyatt versus Uncle Howdy. Not he knows, not here. He right. just thinks. And he speculates the one reason is this. In no way is Dave reporting this as fact. He's literally just giving you right. his opinion and, and what he thinks will happen. And, and then he said he believes there are a lot of people on the WWE roster nervous that Vince McMahon will retake control of creative. Not that he doesn't, he's not reporting that people are nervous. He just says he thinks they are. And, and because he has a very different eye and mind for talent than Triple H does. Right. And, and there's a lot of guys that, that Paul sees something and that Vince won't. Again, this is just speculation. This is, this is, it's like when people criticize, you know, an athlete talking about something in an interview and never criticize the person who asked the athlete the question about what they, and all they were doing was answering a question. Sean Rossap and Raj Geary, part of the reason they were doing this is because everyone was tweeting at them, asking them what right. was going on. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what they are. Like, like you're, people wanted answers. Because you're you're connected. Yeah. You must know the answer. And here's the thing: Dave was getting those those tw- those questions too. Brian Alvarez was getting yeah. those questions too. Like they all were. Um. But yeah, I yeah I I can't disagree with a a hat tip and an acknowledgement that yeah, those guys 
did the right thing. They did. They did the right thing. No, no argument there. Feel free to criticize. So criticism is warranted, but please understand it's not always warranted. That's the point right. here. Now, now if you get suckered in by some fake emails and you know, and you post a bunch of that shit, and then ignore like, the people trying to tell you that it's fake, and, and then post a forty-second video to say I was taken in by a hoax, it'll never happen again, dude. Oh, dude, that's... Many, many years ago, 411 Mania, this is, I think, before I even wrote there, um, somebody posted an interview with Trish Stratus. Somebody at 411 Mania scored an interview with Trish Stratus. Done via email. And they printed it. And I'm sure I could find it if I looked hard enough. And it went into things like body hair grooming and stuff like that. To the point where it was eventually revealed... This was a fake. It wasn't really Trish Stratus emailing this person, whatever. And they got they got got by it. They got completely got by nice. it. And what um, what does everybody want? What what is going on? It's it's my Skype is open, and I got added to some Skype thing of people that I don't know. I was like everybody everybody's chatting, and I need to like some figure out how to close Skype completely. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna out you. Right. So it's can I close Skype completely? Is that even possible? I don't know. Yeah, sure. So we'll figure it out later. But yeah, they like to do it apparently on Tuesday nights. I don't know. Um, but that happened then too. They got got. It happens. The whole getting got thing happens. And when you're Dave Meltzer, if you get got, it's going to be a big deal because you're Dave Meltzer. So whatever. But I read that stuff. I looked at it. It was too much detail for me to even get into, to be honest with you. On, on the Meltzer negativity thing. Um, I saw it thanks to Eric Bischoff, who you know loved tweeting that. Right, um, right. He did. He, he, he relished it. Literally the past few weeks of 83 weeks have made me like, eh, on, on listening to Eric. Like I need a break from Eric Bischoff all of a sudden is, is kind of the, the mode that I'm in right now. It happens. Yeah. It happens at times. Um, so, yeah. And then there'll be a good topic next week and I'll listen. But, yeah, it's all good. No, they've... They've put on they've put off the Buff Bagwell retrospective for two straight weeks, like like that's where they are in eighty three weeks at this point. Yeah, they'll be back. They'll be back to the normal stuff. So, all right, Patrick O'Dowd, real quick, go to prowrestlingtees dot com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up a chair shot T shirt. Come on now, put it on your back. Put the brand the the shirt. We got all kinds of good shirts that people would like. More people messaging on Skype. It, it's a stupid like thing group. I'm not, you know, you know, how, like you'll ever you ever get added to like a random DM group or right Facebook group, and you're like, what the hell is this? This is it's what happened on Skype, and it's getting really annoying now. And I want to figure out a way. Okay, I just opened Skype. Can I now exit Skype? Like that's the. I want to close Skype. Like when I close Skype, but it's not really closed. Like I still get notifications. Like is there? There's. I guess I got to sign out. Okay, we're signing out of Skype right now. Yes, I want to sign out of you, Skype. There we go. Live on air. Greg has signed out of Skype. We're not recording this show on Skype, everybody. We're using Zoom. But, so, ProWrestlingTees.com for, I'm like, I had no idea what we were talking about after trying to close Skype. ProWrestlingTees.com yeah. forward slash the chair shop. Pick up a shirt. Look, it supports the website. It supports the podcast. It supports everything that we do. Pick up a shirt. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop.
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Yes, as Patrick O'Dowd said as we were going to commercial, get soft style. It's $3 more. It's more than worth it. There's even a soft style that's not $3 more. I noticed today on the site, like you can get a, oh, there's oh, really? like a regular soft style and a premium soft style. So a yeah. couple new designs coming up too. better on your giblets. couple yeah. new designs coming out this week over at prorosingtees.com forward slash a tear shot. Check them out. They well, I, be good. I might have to get over there. You might, you might. So earlier today, there was a tweet. We're, we're going to social media this show today. Um, not fully, but there was a tweet, um, by a guy by the name of Nico extra. You spell extra a few different ways. It's a lot harder to search for Twitter accounts now, I notice on the Twitter. Like, yeah. When you put it in, like, his account doesn't come up. Like, I don't know what it is about searching. Someone followed me, and, like, they weren't even in my notifications that they followed me because I was trying to follow them back. I had to go to my follower list, find them, and follow them back. I never. Really? Because Twitter sure, Twitter sure did let me know. Oh, that, but uh, that same that same night. It was like last night or the night before. The bots that followed me showed right up in my timeline. But this uh, I'm guy, I'm just gonna say because Vernita Elistad, she's following me now. I mean, that's big time. Who, but anyway, who Nico, I got one. I think shortly before the shortly, shortly before the show. Um, who did I get? Gemma, right? No, Jenna Christian Bella. Jenna Christian yeah. Bella, welcome. She's at Jenna C one three two one, and. She has, I mean, all of her pictures are of the same person. So somebody's doing it right. That's nice because Vernita here, definitely different people. And I was like, wait, maybe she's legit. No, it goes back to January 11th. Yeah. Abby, Abby Perea, also not real. 42 followers back though. Good for you. <laughs> Top 1%. So anyway, Nico Extra. Nico Extra. Tweeted about Ronda two Rousey. X's, by the way, two X's. Yes. He's extra. Two extra. He's extra. I mean, what else would you do? Um, asked the question about Ronda. Picture Ronda Rousey, and it said, "Has Ronda Rousey moved the needle?" I'm pausing for effect. And in the replies was every basement dwelling neckbeard who will tell you that Ronda Rousey has accomplished absolutely nothing from WrestleMania 34 until today in her WWE run. And she hasn't moved the needle whatsoever. Oh, oh, she moves it, according to Ray Callahan Jr., just not where you want it moving. Yes, he moves, she moves it backwards. This right. is insane. This is absolutely absurd. What was the one about the video games that you told me about? Oh, so this was this is our good friend uh, Joseph Scanlon at JDMS. Let's not read Twitter handles. Oh no, you can, <laughs> you can you can mute me later. No, this is fucking stupid. So you get to be stupefied on our podcast. Sorry. Yes, backwards, and I don't mean she set women's wrestling back just the run it was on. When it's come in and be the champ. Not a very good face, and they need to let her off the chain on the mic for me to really hate her character as a heel. It doesn't work. 
My cousin and I talk wrestling during our gaming. We came to the subject of Rhonda and wrestling, and we both feel whatever she has, it's not the wrestling quote it. Well, this guy and his cousin to watch as a fan. This guy and his cousin have the definitive opinion. Hold on. Mad respect for the work she's put in already, but at this point, Lana greater than Rhonda. That's how he ends that tweet. Um, Wait, can you say that last part again? Just for effect. Lana greater than Rhonda. <laughs> like, like, oh dude, my God. First of all, you have no place to talk about it, having it, when you are discussing wrestling during your gaming. Whether that Shut is video game. That's not for you, exactly. by the way. Whether it's video gaming, oh whether God. it's Dungeons and Dragons, believe me, I know my kind. Yes, I don't you get do. to tell people I don't get to tell people who has it. But but I'll tell you what, we don't have it, so we can't be pointing the finger. Like you 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 literally are the neck beard. I mean he's got a beard, he's covering his he's got the chin pose too. Like where he's like staring into the camera with the bottom of his hand, <laughs> covering the chin like he's contemplating something serious you might be a virgin i'm not sure might we could remember oh. we used to play odds makers <laughs> well i mean so i've gone further i'm going all the way into the account now so i have clicked on the account um he has 97 followers so he's big time and uh he has his uh his profile picture is that contemplating but his uh his what is it that wallpaper that background photo it's a picture of a sedan that has got an AEW title belt behind one back seat in, in the back windshield and a WWE title belt in the uh, around the other seat. And that's the photo that we've taken is the back windshield of your sedan with two title belts because you are well, – I hope you drive your car with that um, as your motif because nothing gets the ladies – you know, going. Nothing says it factor like title belts in the backseat, baby. And again, coming from a guy who has done the title belt on the shoulder pose and been the mark to look at the 15 pounds of gold at a wrestling show. That's right. That's right. 10 pounds of gold. 10 pounds. My bad. It felt heavier. Yeah. You know, the, the belts can be heavy. That's for sure. I was recently at a, at a card show and all three of our champions were there, and they were literally comparing which belt weighed more. It was kind of funny. So, um, yeah, here's the thing, though. Like Ronda, Ronda came in, and like her match teaming with Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie. WrestleMania 34 is this weird version of WrestleMania in itself because changed the in the order of the entire card, and it is a much better WrestleMania than than what they had. That match could have main evented right. at WrestleMania. Like the crowd was on fire for it. Oh yeah, it was it was awesome. And 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 what Ronda did, and Ronda moved the needle. Ronda was a mainstream star before she came to WWE. Just like a Bad Bunny, just like a Logan Paul, just like all of those. Like that's what Ronda was. She just decided to make it a full time thing and become a wrestler. Then she disappeared for a while. She had a kid. She came back. Here's the only thing I think that has been done done wrong with Ronda. And that is they turned her into a character. She didn't need to be a character. She needed to be Brock Lesnar. 
She needs to be a specialty act. She didn't need to be on TV week in and week out. And she hasn't been seen since losing to Charlotte Flair. And she'll probably be seen at the Rumble or maybe the build of the Rumble. I think her and Shayna Baszler will be involved in the tag scene. Um, and, and, and they'll go forward that way. But, um, I'm not reporting that. I think that. But to me, it's, it's just, People just didn't like her and, and, and people still view, and I saw it in some of the comments and, and when you read some of them earlier, people still view Rhonda as having taken spots away from other people. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's all. But they're taking spots away from other people because they moved the needle. Uh, so Right, like, but so did Bad Bunny. And, Bad Bunny well, took and, spots and, away from other people. Well, and Greg... Whose spot is who's losing a spot? Like who's losing a spot? I don't. I don't even know. Lana. Who? Apparently, yeah, Lana. And and I, that's the thing. For plus with WrestleMania weekend now being what it is, you've got two shows. You've got your uh, you've got your NXT tie you know tie in show. You've got all you've got SmackDown, stuff. which basically now serves as the kickoff. Yep. And usually the people right. who are on that SmackDown in a wrestling capacity aren't on WrestleMania. Right. During the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Battle Memorial. Andre I, uh, the Royal Giant Memorial Battle Rumble. Yeah, whatever that is. Um, that's where their payday was going to be anyway. So it's just, it's a hogwash argument. And it's it's silly. It, yes. In a perfect world, would would everybody, um, would everybody get their WrestleMania moment uh, every year? Sure, yeah. But that Not doesn't possible. that doesn't make the news. You know who makes the news and who moves the needle for the WWE Ronda when Rousey. Bad Bunny shows up? <laughs> yeah, when Bad Bunny shows up on WrestleMania, when Ronda Rousey shows up on WrestleMania, um, you know, you know who doesn't? Lana. That's why. That's why Lana. You know, isn't there anymore. Um, <laughs> That's the truth. But that is the truth. You know, what do I know? I'm just a guy who plays Stratego. So <laughs> I haven't had a good Stratego reference in a while. Oh, check your DMs. <laughs> it's funny because anyway. they just lit up. They did just light up. That's hilarious. I know because that's where this joke came from. Uh, you'll understand when you check your DMs. Of course I will. But. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, just accept that the WWE knows what will get the needle moving for their audience and for their for their buy rates and for their money and their ad revenues and their advertisers who want to know that somebody like Bad Bunny or even Logan Paul or Ronda Rousey, who is now peddling app games uh, on my TV, I see her on my television. All the time, you know who yeah. I don't see on my yeah. television all the time, Lana. Lana. I don't see Lana on my television all the time. I, I so know the exact I'm, ad you're talking about. Yep. I'm I'm willing to bet there's a reason. Hell, even even your favorite favorites like out there, the the top of the WWE heap. Where do you see Charlotte Flair? Where do you see Becky Lynch? More often, like outside of wrestling. Honestly, very few places like an occasional honestly, guest appearance on a TV show. Maybe, 
Maybe. And that's if they're like, you know, and and that's that's it. Even Roman Reigns, who I think could right. have be a big deal. But again, once he once yeah. he becomes a big deal, Ronda Rousey you know what he leaves than Roman Reigns. Right. You you know what happens when, when Roman Reigns becomes actually famous? He stops wrestling. Right. So and then comes and then he back, comes as back as, and, and takes somebody else's spot. Right. Just like John Cena just did a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. Took somebody's yeah. spot. Probably the Miz. Probably the Miz. You know what? I'll just be further controversial right now. Who moves okay. the needle more? Ronda Rowdy or Sasha Banks slash Mercedes? Is it pronounced money? Monet? I don't know. Monet, Monet, I don't know. Uh, it's Ronda Rousey. It's Ronda Rousey. Um, it's absolutely Ronda. It is, and and I have said on this show that like during one of our lists, it was the the actor, the the like you know acting yeah. one. I said that I think she is a star waiting to happen. She's not there yet. She's not. And while you all are losing your shit over New Japan appearances. And possible AEW appearances, I'm sitting there being like, she's going to show up on the Mandalorian again, and that's a bigger deal. Period. Absolutely. And you know what got deal. her that bigger deal? WWE. What? Yeah. Um, AEW didn't get it. You, you get to ride the coattails of it, AEW and New Japan fans, if you even care enough to do that. But you're supposed to be the the, the companies that are about the wrestling. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bet. Just I'm gonna call me crazy. There will never be any mention of Mercedes celebrity because that company would never cause somebody to lose their spot to a to a celebrity. Like they wouldn't do it. No, no, it's they not, wouldn't. It's, it's pure wrestling. Okay, I'm I'm getting <laughs> venomous over this, man. I'm just making me mad. This is my yard now. We're just going to keep going because I keep thinking of things to talk about as we go. Give me this a is, fucking break. This is becoming a showpery here again today. Patrick Goodell, this absolutely. past weekend at at the, uh, or actually this past Friday night at Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill, saw the return to Impact Wrestling of one Frankie Kazarian. One's got to do an interview with Frankie Kazarian. Definitely enjoyed doing that. Might be able to do that again, to be honest with you. Um, no one knew he was gone from AEW. No one knew he didn't re-sign his contract. No one knew any of that stuff. Showed up in Impact Wrestling, betting on himself, all that other stuff. And I just find it interesting because, again, this is someone choosing not to be at the almighty, all-elite wrestling. Because there is a better option out there for this somebody. He was a four, right. he was one half of the first ever AEW World Tag Team Champions in SCU, along with Scorpio Sky, who hasn't been seen forever, but I think he's hurt. Um, people are saying he should go to Impact Wrestling. He signed a deal. I think it's it's got several years left on it. His longtime partner, Christopher Daniels, is part of talent relations in AEW. Um, and and so that's not going to be a thing. But he's appeared in Impact Wrestling, so it could he could still show up. And maybe we could get Band Influence back together. Who knows? But it's just... It, Again, he made that choice. He made that decision. I think it's great. I'm excited for Frankie Kazarian. I'm excited to see Frankie Kazarian and Josh Alexander. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I, I'm i happy for... We uh, we interviewed Christopher Daniels on this show. And Twice. we probably spent it. Yes, but the first time we interviewed Christopher Daniels on this program, I think we talked about Frankie Kazarian more than we talked about Christopher Daniels' career. 
Uh, you know, I, I largely regard it as one of the good guys in wrestling. Like, yeah. the guy you kind of pull for. Uh, did you intersect with him? When he, did he work in Indy for one of your yes. or something? I've announced like Frankie Kazarian. I forgot yeah. that. My first ever event. I announced I Frankie that. Kazarian. I, I think I actually have one of the three DVDs that got made of that event. In, in, in <laughs> DVDs that got made of that event. More than three um, got made. I probably have them somewhere too. Um, Frankie Kazarian. He was. It, it was. It was Rising Phoenix Wrestling. RP. I can't yep. believe I forgot about this. I didn't forget that I did RPW, but I forgot about I, Frankie I, Kazarian. Because um, he did, he was on their first show. And well, it wasn't their like first show. The, it was their third show. It was oh. their first show that I did. Um, right. It was called Four Way for the Gold, and he was supposed to be in the four way main event for the RPW Heavyweight Championship that was won by Triple X Lawrence Tyler, who never lost it because the company folded. But I guess he lost it in, in future iterations ran by different people, but who knows. Right. And he was supposed to be in the four-way main event, but couldn't be because he had to catch a flight for something. And, and so he actually ended up losing his spot to the Hawaiian Lion in the second match of the night. And and that was literally one of the like the second match I ever introduced. For all, I gotta go back and find the results. For all I know, one of the young bucks might be the first person I ever announced as a ring announcer. And huh? Because they work those events. Now I gotta find. I gotta it's, try to find. It's funny. Results. I think I, I think I know where that. I might be able to find it. Uh, well, I struck the deal to sell those DVDs on the ROH website back before I ever but, did anything um, with Ring of Honor. Um, right? Because I I remember. He did a backstage thing before he left too, doing the whole like, you know, yeah, because he, he was the name on the show. Like he, he was a big name on the show, so he did the Samoa Joe. This is pro wrestling promo, basically. <laughs> uh, they used to get out of Samoa Joe every time he would come to any show, mostly Ring of Honor, but like he still does that gimmick. By the way, he did that on AEW this past week. This is amazing, though. So, yeah, I, I ring announced Frankie Kazarian and completely forgot about it. And you remembered it, which is even better. The fact that you remembered it. Um, I'm looking up the results Still trap, now. baby. Um, Still trap. Yeah, because you were at a future RPW event, just not that one. I was. So, let's see here. These are going backwards. That was backwards. my first taste of Arizona, actually. No, the Young Bucks were not on... My first ever show. It wasn't until my second RPW show that the Young Bucks were were on. When uh, Slick Nick won a match, and I guess the other Young Buck wasn't on there. Just Nick was on that one. As I'm looking through the looking through the results. Oh, there he is, Mister Instant Replay. That was Matt Jackson. Slick Nick is Nick Jackson. So, yep, Hawaiian Lion defeats Frankie Kazarian by disqualification. There we go. I introduced that. Match. Yeah, because he couldn't. He, he, he Frankie couldn't put him over all the way. First match I ever did was Alamic, which is Kamala spelled backwards, and his gimmick was Kamala, <laughs> defeating Diablo, which is, I believe, Brandon Cutler in ring in, in uh, no Dustin Cutler, his brother. So yeah, there you go. Because the Cutler brothers were a thing for a while. In the SoCal Indies. So, wow. Takes me back. Hey, good on you, Frankie Gazarian. 
Good on you. Maybe we'll get Tracy Brooks back. It's been a while since she's back. I know oh, when I interviewed yeah. Kazarian, um, I asked about her, and, and I think she just likes doing what she's doing. He's also in a band. He and uh, that band tours yep. and travels around, and and you know. We may or may not have had a conversation over the I, weekend about if that tour rolls through Phoenix right around the time of an IZW show, if we can try to get Frankie Kazarian on an event or at all. He lives in California. It's not like he's far right. away. So, well, yeah. you keep do, you keep uh, you keep grinding. Keep grinding. And, uh, That's right. We'll keep grinding. Legally and illegally, um, and, and get your uh, you know get your name out there enough to be able to. Uh, reasonably feel like it's worth the expense to bring in Frankie Kazarian to your independent show. Yeah, sometimes when you know people, it's, it's not the expense you think. So you can try. No, I get it. Uh, I've all, we've also had the conversation because, uh, hey, kids, did you know that Greg DeMarco is a promoter? Um, and he has talked about how you really got to think about what you're trying to do when you're you right. bring in some a name. Like, is that name? going to be worth the expense of bringing in that name my favorite is when you asked me about ethan page and and if i would bring ethan page in and i loved ethan page and was like absolutely not because what he would want would not return the fans that that he would would bring in so right there we go all right so frankie gazarian welcome back we're excited for you patrick goodow this next one is actually you know what now's a good time for commercial break let's do the commercial break We'll come back. I've got a couple more in here. I slotted another one in that Patrick doesn't know about, but we'll be very, have no problem talking about, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll have fun talking about it. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com All right, Patrick O'Dowd, since this next topic is on you, why don't you tell the people what it is? So I texted you earlier as we were planning for the show because I wanted to talk about, uh, we've been talking about Twitter reactions all, all show. So this this actually fits in nicely. But I I had noticed just this like unusually large about this unusual amount of activity uh, on Twitter in regards to the AEW Rampage match between Anna Jay and Tay Mello versus Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. And I'd seen reactions in a couple of different ways to this match. So for those of you who don't follow Rampage, don't watch Rampage, they had a brutal tag team match. Uh, it was a street fight, and they, they, the women pulled out all the stops. Uh, it was, you know, the, the image of Ruby Soho at the end, like she's a bloody mess. Uh, and that's that's the first thing I really wanted to, wanted to talk about. Uh, because it was one of those crystallizing moments where I realized, um, one, those matches just aren't my jam anymore. Like, and what what really kind of crystallized it was there's all this, there was all these there were all these tweets from folks being like, women shouldn't be put in wrestling like like into these sorts of wrestling matches. And this is blah 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 blah, which then led to a lot of very powerful like. You know, women can wrestle any match they want. Why are you afraid to see women bleed? And it made me realize 
I just don't want to see anybody look that bloody and and messed up after a match. Uh, and, and it's like, I get that that's some people saying, and I'm happy that they had the match that they did or were able to have that sort of level of violence for that match. And it was treated with, with every bit of the, the, uh, the seriousness and respect that it would be given if it were four men in the ring. Uh, but I just thought it was really interesting that we still, it's 2023 and there was still a large enough following of what I would argue were for like the Bruce Pritchard's good old JRs of the world that can't handle women being extraordinarily violent to each other, though we can watch dudes, you know, get slammed into thumbtacks, take barbar, bats the heads, flaming ropes and all that. It was just this interesting juxtaposition, uh, but reminded me that it's a match I'm not in favor of and people should get over who's doing those matches. Uh, but the, the other one I wanted to talk about was well, the Willow Knight. Oh, go ahead. Let me talk response? about this one. And what I have to say is very short because I, in 2023, if you're talking about this as a man versus woman thing, get over it. It's 2023. I don't want to see anybody doing it. Right. There's no reason. It doesn't serve anything. It doesn't add anything at this point. I don't want to see anyone do it, male or female. And and it doesn't... I don't view it differently if Ruby Soho is bleeding a, a gusher versus if you know Kenny Omega is bleeding a gusher or whatever. Like I don't want to see either of them. I don't respect it any differently. I don't disrespect it any differently. I don't like it no matter who does it. Right. And it's funny because, you know, again, we I, I talked about 20-year-old me or, you know, 24 or 25-year-old me. One of my favorite matches of all time was the first Hell in a Cell match. Right. And boy, howdy, Shawn Michaels bleeds so bad, his, his hair gets... His, it's gross. It's just disgusting. But I remember being like, whoa, that match was huge. And I'm not even one to say that somebody getting busted open or, or you know, like there being color in a match at some point isn't something that I never want to see. Uh, I do agree that there's a storytelling purpose for it uh, when done right and, and withheld uh, until the time is right. This, I don't know. But a, a lot of times I feel like there's stuff that's done that's just kind of straight up gratuitous. So that was that was thought number one. Thought number two actually came as a result of a, a tweet from MJF. So during this same match, Willow Nightingale is up with Anna Jay on the ramp, and the spot is Willow power bombing Anna off of the stage through a table, and Willow botches the move, and we miss the table. And apparently the reaction there were there were a couple of things that were really interesting about this. Of course, everybody is hopeful, you know, is hoping that Anna Jay is okay. Uh that you know, we never like she cut they cut away from that and we never see any sort of anything administered to, to Anna after that's over. Uh, and so that can always be a scary thing. But apparently enough people were blaming Anna for the spot and and talking about Willow as like the future of women's wrestling, that MJF felt the need to tweet out, almost out of character that that what the fuck is wrong with you people that you think Anna Jay was the reason that spot went wrong. Uh, 
And so my, the, the, it's a statement, but my, my question to you, Greg, too, is uh, one, why, why, why are these spots necessary in 2022? And if you're going to do that spot, how, why, why is there nothing on that concrete floor other than the table that she lands on or that she doesn't land on that, that we miss? So a couple like, of different answers to your questions there. Right. I'm going to start with the first part or the second part. Why is there nothing who's on the fault floor? To me, doesn't matter. Why? Yeah. Cause, cause everybody's probably at fault and, and nobody's at fault. Whoever was at fault was whoever said, yeah, do the spot. Um, cause they're not all that experienced, either of them. And, and so they probably shouldn't be doing this spot. The reason there's nothing else on the floor besides a table is because in WWE there would be, and we can't be like WWE. And because when Chris Jericho got thrown off of the blood and guts cage and he went through, it was an obvious prop. Um, or whoever got thrown off, uh, it was criticized highly and heavily. And so we can't possibly do that again and protect our wrestlers. Um, but, but Kurt Angle just recently got taken a task for talking about how wrestling is, is more about the stunts and less about the wrestling when the wrestling does get over to, to a big degree. And he's exactly right about that. I'm not saying there's never a spot for a spot and, and, Right. When done right, when done people by, by people who know what they're doing, when produced by people who know what they're doing, when planned by people who know what they're doing, it can be just fine. And, and reports are that Anna Jay is fine. If that right, happened in yeah. WWE, she would have been stretchered out legitimately just as a precaution, even though she probably would have been fine. But they would have done that just in case because they protect their talent. Um, big old evil corporation WWE protects their talent because they do. <sighs> Why they have to have this spot is because AEW is is being pulled in two different directions and both of them are bad. They're being pulled in one direction of like the Attitude Era was the best era. All these crazy spots were the way to go. And they're being pulled in this other direction of we're still really fighting for our 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 respect. And and we're still fighting for that. And we're trying to grow an audience that just is not coming outside of the main audience that we've had. Which, by the way, it's not a rating show this week. By the way, that audience is still a good audience and they still finish in the top five almost every week on cable for Wednesday night. So it's perfectly fine. This happened on Rampage. Um, but still, right. even though I think the first match to set this up happened on Dynamite. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I hate spots for the sake of spots. And yeah, this was a quote unquote feud, but it really wasn't. And and Ruby's been highly criticized in her run in AEW for some botches and hurting some people and uh and some things that have happened. It's just it's just bad all around. And here's the thing. It's not a spot like I still remember when the New Age Outlaws threw Terry Funk and McFoley in a dumpster and rolled it off the stage. Right. No people aren't gonna remember this spot 25, 30 years from now. Like they remember the spot I just referenced. It's just not going to happen. And that's the problem that I have with it. It's like, if you're going to do something, do something in a place where it's like, like Shane McMahon and the Miz doing a superplex off a scaffold at WrestleMania is going to be remembered longer than this is going to be remembered. And that's the problem. Well, that I it's, have it's, it's like Jeff Hardy off the top of the, the raw scaffolding. Yeah. Like, I was there the week before when he did like, cause off the cage, it was like a progressively. Yeah. yeah. It was off the cage. Like I was there for when he went off the cage and then like the next week 
I remember telling the person who went with me to to humor me and to have a have a, a wing person that I was like, you know how you covered your eyes and were like, oh my god, he jumped off the top of this cage. Yeah, he did this this week, and, and people remember that. And, and I think that is a big part of it. Um, what do you think about this incessant need for fans to find someone to be responsible for a botch? That's our, I think that's a really interesting mentality. That's our society as a whole. We are all about blame. Like somebody's somebody right. always has to be a fault. I've I've referenced this before and I'll reference it again. My favorite episode of CSI is called Chaos Theory. And this person dies, they got slammed by a dumpster or whatever, and they do all their research, whatever, and they 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 figure out how it happened. And it was literally a series of freak accidents that led to this person dying. And in Gil Grissom at the end of the show explains to the person's mom how it happened, lays it all out. This led to this, led to this, this led to this, led to this, right? It all gets explained. And the mom was just like, no, my daughter is dead. This has to be somebody's fault. And he's like, it's not. She was like, I don't believe you. Someone has to be at fault. Someone has to be like, like just refusing to believe that it was literally a series of crazy events and nobody was at fault. And for a show like CSI, which was all about finding out who's at fault, this episode proved right. that nobody was at fault. So it was brilliant in that aspect of it. Um, and the lady could not accept it. And it was one of my favorite episodes of any TV show for that fact. Like just the fact that it was chaos and, and that's how it happened. But then the fact that threw in the mom freaking out and being like, no, you're wrong. It has to be somebody's fault. And what the mom was really saying was, I need someone to blame. And that's where we're at. Like if we don't like something, or if we don't like somebody, we need to find a, a point of blame. And, and and sometimes there is blame that needs to be done. And 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 most of the time, blame is then overdone because people can can fix things and improve. And sometimes there is no blame, and shit just happens. And you figure it out and you move on. Um, so I don't, yeah, yeah, the trying to place the blame. And and we love Willow Nightingale in in AEW. We, we love her, and so that's why we're blaming. Anna Jay, um, who, who's been heavily criticized because Willow Nightingale doesn't look like the wrestlers, most of the wrestlers who were on television. And so she should be celebrated and right. she should be celebrated, but she can be celebrated and still maybe have fault for this. And that's, that's a okay. <laughs> right. Right. I also think that talent in AEW is, is sometimes you do these spots because you're trying to, you're looking for your breakthrough moment and when you look for your breakthrough moment, it doesn't usually happen. It's just when it like, right. like Ricky Starks cut a promo because he was supposed to cut a promo to set up a match with MJF. Ricky Starks wasn't cutting a promo to become a megastar. That's just what happened right. when he cut the promo. Same with The Rock. Same with like, like when The Rock first started calling himself The Rock and cutting promos. Next thing you know, a big star was born. And, and and Becky Lynch, prime example, like she went out there to cut a promo to explain what was going on and, and, uh, and, and sabotage, you know, raw from a SmackDown perspective or whatever. What it turned into was the creation of WrestleMania main eventer, Becky Lynch. That wasn't the plan. It's just what happened. And that's usually how these things go. So that's, uh, that's the way I see it. So, um, next cool, up, that's I, all wanna, I had, man. want to talk about something that wasn't your topic, but is something that has come out here in the last couple of days. Because last night on Raw, Patrick, 
It was finally announced, finally revealed that Cody Rhodes is entering the Royal Rumble. And, and he had already been on the poster for a few weeks. But a lot of people are not happy about this. Not that he's in the Rumble, that we know he's in the Rumble. And I see what you're doing on screen, and I'll let you talk about it. But people wanted Cody's return to be a Royal Rumble surprise. Thoughts? We all knew he was coming back for the Royal Rumble, so why would it have been a surprise? Like, we didn't know, no, but we pretty much knew. Um, well, yeah, it's it's cliche, it's trite, it's, it's been done so often, and I'm sorry, boo fucking who? Are you going to watch the Royal Rumble any less now that you know Cody Rhodes is in it? As opposed to being surprised he's in. Was Cody Rhodes suddenly showing up at the Royal Rumble going to make you then turn on Peacock? Or would you have already had Peacock on and watching the Royal Rumble because you were pretty sure Cody Rhodes was coming back? They just confirmed what you know. Um, Now, if you want to argue that it makes the finish of the Royal Rumble, you know, or the winner of the Royal Rumble perhaps be a little more predictable, okay, again, you probably were wanting to be the guy on a podcast that says surprise entrant will be Cody Rhodes and he's going to win the Royal Rumble. And then you go on the following week and be like, I was a genius. Told you Cody Rhodes is going to be on the Royal Rumble. He was going to win it. And now you can't say that. And so you're sad. Um, like, like, who cares? Who cares? There's 30 people, 60 people total that have to fill two Royal Rumble matches. There will be surprises. There'll be pleasant surprises. There'll be nostalgic surprises. It happens every year. Knowing that Cody Rhodes is coming back, I'm kind of glad because now I get to be excited to see Cody Rhodes for real. Like, I know he's going to be on the show. I don't have to worry about is he, is he not? Will it happen? Will it not? We know. Embrace it. Just embrace it. And I was doing the little world's smallest violin for all you people bitching and moaning about. Cody Rhodes not being a surprise entry. But let me guess, you wanted him to come in at number 32, right? Like John Cena and Edge and Triple right. H and all those people. Like, that's what you wanted Batista? Like, that's what we're going for? Oh, Batista never came at 30, did he? I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. But And and when Batista was in the Rumble, didn't he show up before the Rumble? Yeah. He did, yeah. He showed up before the Rumble and then entered the Rumble. And then won the yeah. Rumble. It's not like you were hoping Daniel Bryan was going to be in the Royal Rumble and didn't get that. No, he he just didn't win it. Um, yeah, I just... Oh, that's right, that's right. These people wanted Cody to be this mega draw, and here he is being a mega draw, and people are complaining about it because they want him to be a surprise. The Royal Rumble doesn't need... It, it, they'll have its surprises. They don't have that. It's the Royal Rumble, like you said. I don't even know that Cody's going to win the damn thing, to be honest with you. That really depends on what they do with the titles. Because if Cody wins and then right. loses to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, my God, imagine what the reaction is going to be like from those people. Because I don't think Roman's losing the titles. I, the titles might be split by then, too. Who the heck knows? There's a rumor I saw today that apparently there's going to be a tournament night one of WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. I had no idea that was a rumor right. until I saw it today. So who knows? Um, Cody was on the poster. As soon as they showed the first Cody Rhodes video about his, his rehabbing, I'm like, I'm surprised they turned it around so quickly. I thought it would have been announced right. one more. I thought we would have had another week and it would have been like one of the last things announced for the Rumble. I fully expected Cody Rhodes to be announced for the Rumble 
but it's also a playlist thing. A lot of people put Cody Rhodes surprise Royal Rumble return on their playlist. And now it's not on their playlist anymore because it's already been, been blown. I think Matt Riddle is going to be a surprise return on the Royal Rumble. I think some others can be uh, a surprise return. And you'll have the moments. You'll have the, the NXT stars that are in the Rumble. You'll have right, um, right. legends. Who knows what, right? Logan Paul, when he's if he shows up in the Rumble, he won't be announced. And, and you know, there's talk that Stone Cold might be in the Rumble. Like, he's been training like crazy. Um I still love the idea of Stone Cold versus Roman Reigns kind of more than I like The Rock versus Roman Reigns, to be 100% honest with you at this point. Um, so that's where we're at with that. Um, I don't really have anything else left to say on, on Cody Rhodes and the Rumble either. Like, it's just it is what it is. People need to get over it. So, yeah, let's go to this. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes and you better make it good. We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is. Earlier this evening, we learned of the sad passing of Jay Briscoe, one half of the current, I think, what, 13 time, 14 to 13 time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Yep. Uh, if there was a Mount Rushmore of talent in Ring of Honor, the Briscoe brothers would have to be on it. In my opinion, anyway, if I were making that that Mount Rushmore, along with Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan Danielson, um, and that stinks because you're leaving off a lot of great names by by doing that. But to me, that's who the four would be, just because of the Briscoes. Literally, were at the first event and they were at the last event that's taken place so far. So, to me, it's it's their names are synonymous with Ring of Honor and. Now here we are. Shocking. It was a car accident. It's been reported. It's been confirmed by the the, the local police in the state of Delaware. Um, that took place. He's 38 years old. He's got a family. And yeah, the wrestling world mourns Jay Briscoe because of, of any past doings that he's had. And he's been a controversial figure in the past. He was beloved by many. Um, I, I forgot they appeared in Impact Wrestling at one point. as That was uh, something that was put out today as well. Because um, when Ring of Honor got bought by AEW, there was a lot of worry in, in what was going to happen with the Briscoes because we haven't seen them on AEW television because of some of the things that they've done and stood for in the past. But a family lost a father, uh, a, husband, a wife lost a husband, kids lost their dad, Mark lost his brother, and, and a lot has, has happened. And 38 is way too young for anyone to pass away for any reason whatsoever, let alone a car accident. And so uh, Jay Briscoe's gone, and unfortunately, that's just another one. Taken from us. I mean, it, it's not the usual reasons why we lose people in the world of wrestling, but still a loss that that is, you know, tough for a lot of people to take because um had a lot of diehard fans and a lot of people who were fans of his. And and now, you know, this is this is another one that, you know, you never see him coming. And and here we are with unfortunately losing Jay Briscoe. And and you mentioned fans, um, a lot, you know, a lot of wrestlers that that we know and see on our television on both of the major programs, uh, you know, are very much connected with the Briscoes and, and Jay. Uh, Sammy Jay, Sammy Zay just posted a tweet uh, sharing his feelings. Like you're going to see a lot of that, obviously over over the next day or so, as, as people, you know, come to. Uh, come to a place where they, they can kind of share their thoughts and feelings about it. And they, they were, I remember, I remember the first time I ever saw the Briscoes 
at a show. It was with you. Uh, and it was when they, it was one of their returns to Ring of Honor where they turned a, uh, a three-way, three-way tag match into a four-way tag match. The two-way into uh, a three-way. I do believe. Was it two-way into a three-way? Yeah, it was I an opening of the four-year anniversary show that we were at in Edison, New That's Jersey. right. And they, it was Sal Renaro and, uh, and Tony, and Tony Mamaluke. I don't remember who their opponents were, but it didn't matter when the Bristol Aries Brothers and Strong? Were. No, they were. No, no, it was, it was the opener opener. It was like, uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, somebody, that was final battle was when Aries and Strong beat right. Mamaluke and Renaro. In the, in, the long, so. in the longest squash match ever. Uh, that's They're right. The best but match. yeah, they, they are, um, they're synonymous with they really are with Ring of Honor, like you said, and that that company they were they were the foundation, and you know the other two names that you listed outside of the Briscoe brothers were the other part of that foundation that really built that company and kept it going strong for a really really long time. So yes, very very uh, sudden sad uh, story, sad passing for you know his family, those that are connected to him, and you know our condolences. Not to make this about something else, but the other team Patrick O'Dowd was Jason Blade and Kid Mikazi. Really? Yes. Wow. I know, right? Gee, I'm stunned that the, the Briscoes pulled that match out. Yeah, who would have known? And then, of course, at the next event we were at for Ring of Honor, at that building, they fought with uh, uh, Aries and Strong for that night. But um, Right. Yeah, that was yeah very crazy to think. Uh Jason played Kid Mikazi, but Jay Briscoe gone too soon. You feel for his family, you feel for his brother, his kids, his wife. I think his, his parents are still alive. At least his dad is. I know. Um, I believe they both are. Cause he's young. He's thirty eight years old. Like just, just you know, yep. so much more time left, so much more to go, and you just never know when something like that might happen. So gone too soon, and uh, and hopefully we don't have to have this story too many more times in twenty twenty three. But unfortunately, that's the way that 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 the world goes. And with that, we wrap up this edition of the Greg DeMarco Show with Greg DeMarco and Patrick O'Dowd here as part of the Chair Shot Radio Network. You guys know what to do. Go follow, like, subscribe, all that stuff, buy a t-shirt, be a part of it all, and and we'll see what happens. And we'll see what happens next week. I mean, the the, the world of wrestling, because next week is like it before the Royal Rumble. So, you know. Sure is. And and what's sad about that, and, and... we're not talking about the Royal Rumble nearly enough because of all the Vince McMahon drama. Like that really stinks. Right. In my it is, it has killed that momentum a little bit. And hopefully the Royal it's funny. Rumble will pull everyone out of that. I hope so too. Can I tell you this past raw was the first raw I've missed since I restarted watching. Wrestling. Oh yeah. It's the first, it's the first of the, cause I've watched, I've watched consecutive episodes mm-hmm. of, um, uh, sorry, uh, SmackDown. I had watched consecutive episodes of Raw and Dynamite, so I was actually keeping up a little bit. And, and then, yeah, this I have not seen. I've watched most of this week's Raw, but not all of it. So, I, I mean, Dominic Mysterio is is a treasure that we didn't know we yes. had. Um, when he joined the Judgment Day, everybody panned it like the worst thing possible. And here we are. Right. Now we're talking about how great this is. Though I do love everybody who uh, 
was really mad that he got engaged to his real life girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, it, it it's life. Not right? like really bad, but like it was funny. Just yeah. What, what will mommy say about this? Yeah, it, it's it's like he, wait, you mean he didn't really get arrested? No. He Stunner. Didn't really show up at the holidays and and cause problems with the house. That, that he was already at because he probably still lives there. Yeah, none of, none of that's a thing. So who knows? All right. Let's tune in next week. We'll see what the wrestling world gives us. Until then, just remember one of the most important things in, in all of wrestling today. Jinder Mahal still in NXT. Yeah.